0: Here we are. Welcome to the Raglan Surf Report podcast, episode probably seven-ish, I guess. If the last one was six, this will be seven. Next one will be eight if we get that far. <laughs> and um, I'm here with Ryan Birch. Hey, thanks for um for being here in Raglan. And uh, wow, well, well, why are you here? To go left. To go left. <laughs> well, and you've I'm come to the, the right Vulcan place.
1: I'm here with the Volcom Surf
0: Team. Yeah. Well, you've come to the right place if you want to go left.
1: Yeah, Sure yeah. have. I learned that this week.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> How many right-handers
0: have you caught? Zero. No right-handers? None. Just cutbacks. So yeah. when you do a cutback and then you're kind of going right.
1: Yeah, I've done a couple of backside turns, but only on big, long, drawn-out cutbacks. Yeah. On a fat one. Yeah. On Ube. Well, that's
0: the way to do it, because most people, when they come to Raglan, they don't really intend to go right at all. Yep. And, um, so you've kind of succeeded. You've ticked those boxes.
1: Yeah, I've embraced that that uh, that tradition.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, this is the last day of the the trip the volcom road rager road rager, volcom rager. Road rager. Mm-hmm. and how raged do you reckon you've gone since you've been here?
1: Mm, we've raged a little we uh we're gonna rename it the garage rager because we garage Garager. Yeah. yeah that's the one yeah. the volcom garage because we just stay in this garage and drink beer and and rage yeah pretty well, hard it's, it's
0: such a sick garage. garage It's like I don't know what kind of motorbikes these are called. Are they pit bikes? There's a pit bike, the little one. Yep. And then you've got the, the other motorbikes. I don't know what those ones are. Yeah, there's... That like- one looks far so cause It's got gold rims. That and, one does. Yeah. And, and there's about 17 BMXs or bikes. I don't know. And Fucking shitloads of surfboards. Surfboards everywhere.
1: Yep, and some exercise equipment.
0: <laughs> oh, the exercise equipment. And yeah that's
1: been one of the highlights for sure the punching bag has gotten well yeah. beat up since we've been here we yeah. all train a lot so well i know we just power that thing you wouldn't believe how hard i can hit it
0: yeah i've actually seen the footage of you hitting it and i've seen you hit it yeah and um i it's wouldn't i wouldn't weird. want to fight you i wouldn't want to fight you like you're not <laughs> the most imposing um physical presence Mm-mm. but like what you lack and physicality you make up <laughs> with like steely determination and yeah and um, i guess fire thanks yeah i appreciate yeah. that quite intimidating guy <laughs> uh, but it's kind of like but you're not really like that in the surf though no yeah like your fighting style and your surfing style two very different things very different yeah and uh, <laughs> but do you even get like aggressive in the water
1: yeah for sure
0: do you yeah I'll no i that. don't mean towards people <laughs> I mean like with your, with your like, you know, big rail turns and stuff.
1: No, I, I don't know. I try to keep it pretty mellow.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Actually, to, um...
1: To complement the wave, not destroy it. Yeah, I yeah. like
0: that. And that's what I appreciate about your surfing because like you've got... We'll go onto your boards eventually, but like when you're surfing a wave, it's not like you're trying to kind of overpower the board or anything. You're surfing the wave and not the board.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm surfing the board, too.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, you know yeah. how some people will surf and they'll surf a board and they'll just try and, you know, kind of push it as hard as they can and they're almost overpowering it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't really do that.
0: <laughs> no, but that's, that's cool. I like it. You probably talk about surfboards. You probably get it quite a bit, people talking to you about surfboards. Times. Yeah. the Yeah. Uh,
1: I've got a little spiel down, though.
0: Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> like on a <laughs> on
1: like an average
0: day of surfing, how many people come up to you and talk to you about surfboards? Uh,
1: I'd probably say like two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, but I get a lot of like, not actually have a conversation, but you get a lot of comments. Obviously, just yeah, yeah. the nose is like looks like that, so a lot of people take notice to that when you're paddling around, and they, you know, think it's. A really dangerous is usually the first reaction. Really? Yeah, people think it's more dangerous because it's got two tips, but (laughs) I swear a shortboard has a sharper point.
0: Yeah, that's like, you're not gonna, oh, I'll put that so you can kind of see it on there. Like it's two points. But I don't know how it's dangerous because regardless, if you get hit by a surfboard with two noses or one nose, it's gonna hurt anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, usually when you get hit by a surfboard too, it's some other part, so. They're just as dangerous as any other one. Yeah. And they only really have matter. two fins, so thrusters I guess would be more dangerous. Well, that's they have right. An extra fin. Yeah,
0: that so that's thirty-three percent more chance. Yeah. I'm not good with mass, but it's probably something like that of getting hit by a fin. Definitely. And have you have you tried these with three fins?
1: Yeah, I made some three fin ones. Um, I've done some like normal thruster, pretty symmetrical fin setup ones, and then I've also done some where they have uh, a twin fin on one side and then a quad fin on the other, so it ends up being three in the end. It would be like one fin here and two fins on the heel side.
0: Oh, okay. So. So those what? are
1: three fins as well.
0: So what kind of would that just go and lift or something?
1: Um, it's more based off heel toe leverage. It's oh, like. Okay. I always explain it like if you're walking up a hill you're less likely to slip than if you're walking down it on your heels. Yeah. So I kinda of build the heel side for that more clumsy brute force that you have on your heels and the toe side will be more sensitive but try to complement the way that you can feather your pressure on yeah, the toe yeah, side. Yeah. And I, I mean the body mechanics with going front side and backside are a little different, so it's not ideal, but being a goofy footer who loves lefts, they work good frontside side <laughs> and going right. They still do the job. They yeah. still the boards I ride. Um, yeah, I think they work great backside. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes sense um, because, yeah, before I'd seen you ride them and before you'd explain to me about how the asymmetrical boards work, I just kind of thought, you know, how the how the fuck does it work? But then when you explained to me, like, you know, if it's... um. Yeah, more like on your toes, you've got more, I guess, more feeling and more sensitivity in your toes. Yeah, so you, you can just control it more. your pressure. Yeah, 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 but your heels are clumsy. and
1: Heels are clumsy for sure. Yeah,
0: unless you had, like, you're a freak and you had double toes.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That and, would be. Symmetrical even, feet. But then even when it comes to that, surfing's still a traverse. I mean, water's going, like, like diagonal across the bottom of your board, so it doesn't really, not, not often are you riding both... Rails at the exact same time, no. unless you're straightening out. Yeah,
0: and you or taken
1: off. off. But still, you're, starting no, to you're leave still angling that Yeah, so it's yeah. all a traverse. And even if you had toes on both sides, you probably still make. You could still make left left boards and right boards, but then it would be left and right, and it wouldn't be the same.
0: Yeah, double toes. Um, and I'm just thinking about like how how did you how did you come up with the concept of of creating a board that essentially had two different templates on each side
1: um it's something that's been around for a long time and i was i met one of the first people if not the very first person to ever do asymmetrics Mm. and uh and at the time when i was starting to shape he was like kind of a mentor of mine and so I always was really curious about it. And I did it one day because I had a blank with a broken off tail. And it just made sense to make an ASIM board. And it worked more normal than I thought it would. And it was actually better than any board I'd ever shaped before. Yeah. So it felt like I'd finally got, I was messing around with like fishy wide boards for small days at home. And it, it took that fishy, like skaty feeling and it kind of made it a little bit more user friendly and more... Um, It made it a lot better for turning in the pocket too because you get all the speed on those boards sometimes but then all you can really fit is you know the curve of a slopey open face because they're usually straight railed with no bottom rocker and stuff like that and the boards just want to run out into the shoulder and then you're taking all that speed and trying to control it by cutting back and i wanted to have it to where you could do a turn when the waves steeper and still have a lot of control yeah
0: so you get that speed but then you can still like turn on a dime sort of thing and yeah yeah,
1: exactly. That's the goal with them is to be able to stand up and have effortless speed, and then also have them still fit in the wave. Mm. Yeah, because
0: I noticed like watching you out here, and you just go so fucking fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Try to, eh?
1: trying to go fast. Yeah, you try
0: and you succeed every time. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm struggling to like keep up with some of these waves, and I just see you and you just <laughs> like, oh man. And um, yeah, but it, it just trips me out because they look really narrow too like how how wide is this one
1: this one's 18 and 3 8 and they've gotten a little bit wider recently because i feel like with a little bit of curve that makes the boards forgiving out of they're just starting to look a little bit you know more in lockstep with how a traditional board would be starting to beef them up and stuff but my original ones are like 17 and 7 8 typically yeah i went as low as 17 inches wide with this board i called the scalpel that was a pretty fun one yeah, I took it to G-Land and got some waves on it there and with that much speed it was great because the narrowness is just to kind of control the board and it yeah. had so much control on like a little fast bully wave.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And
0: what? how thick would you have it to have enough volume in it?
1: You know, I never really worried about volume when I was making these because I was a skinny little kid who loved <laughs> to paddle. I mean, I would just paddle all day long. I rode an Alaya when I was on my first trip here in New Zealand and we were surfing and i just paddle that back out and do circles on that so i got pretty used to paddling thin things so anything with even two inches of foam felt like it paddled great to me yeah but on the step ups and better wave boards i definitely try to beef them up but i think most of my boards now are around two and a quarter oh okay oh well, yeah. that's all right. yeah they're pretty standard i think the thinner boards would be nice though because i like a uniform volume flow it seems like the boards look really cool when like. They're really thin in the middle and they're kind of like, they look more like a skate deck or something, how it'd be Oh, beautiful. like if, if
0: it's um, like even, even fine distribution throughout the board. Yeah,
1: that'd
0: yeah. be cool looking. Oh man, I'm just tripping on these things. And, um, what was I going to say, so you surfed this, you went to the, that wave pool in Texas, you went there, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah, I
1: went to a wave pool in Texas, that was my first time ever surfing a wave pool
0: wave pool well there's not that many of them no i guess
1: not yet we'll see maybe in 10 years they'll be everywhere they
0: probably will be everywhere (laughs) i reckon they will apparently they're looking at building no they actually built one in new zealand i think 10 years ago yeah they had all these ideas and all these plans to build this amazing wave pool that kind of rotated um i don't know kind of spun around something yeah and, that's um, an idea I've heard yeah. a little bit about. Yeah, well, well, that's like that um that Greg Webb one I think. Okay. I think it was like similar. I haven't similar, seen that one yet. Yeah, similar concept to that, where it just keeps going. Yeah, that would be yeah. pretty cool. So you get one wave and then that's pretty much you. <laughs> um, but no, that we're gonna... to...
1: It's hard enough to surf a wave here from start to finish without getting tired by the end. It kind of, that's what I thought was cool about the Texas one is because it was, only like three, maybe four turns if you fit them in really fast. But then you jump in the rip and get a yeah. get recycled and you're back on a wave in two minutes. It's not like when you're surfing even just a long point break. How once you finally get on a wave, you don't want to screw it up. It felt like really free and you could just try shit all day long on it, which yeah. is cool. And I guess
0: because you know that you're gonna get another wave pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Like next set. That's
1: that's really cool.
0: <laughs> and uh, what were the waves like? Does it is like the second. How many waves? Is it three waves? They stage?
1: do. They can do anything with it. Mm. It's like uh, just airbags that fire at different times. So you punch a different pattern into an iPad, and it pretty much can change the wave. So you you know fire a couple at the same time, and that throws a section. So you can kind of like beep 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 beep, uh, plug it in. And I mean, if you had one at your house, I'm sure you could just make the craziest waves because yeah. you could just be drawing different patterns. And then also like one of the things that happens is waves that follow directly behind another wave slurp up a little bit more. It's kind of like second wave of the set style when the water moves on the reef and then flows off again. That helps make the wave steeper. So when they fire the three in a row, all of them are a little different. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I like the look of that one because it looks more like a natural kind of wave Yeah. than like Slater's one where it's like a train and one wave every five minutes or something. Totally.
1: I would imagine that being so stressful. I mean, my first wave in a wave pool, you... You're not reading the ocean anymore so all that's out of the window they're like you go sit by the wall with a number six on it and you go sit right next to this wall and they're like and when you hear the sound it'll be about five seconds afterwards and you'll see a little like subterranean thing in the water before you even see it oh like a little kind of like a little bulge thing it just goes down no, it goes down below oh, the water okay. level. And you're looking at it going, all right, that's the wave you catch." catching. It's like, it happens so fast, you almost don't have time to align yourself. So yeah. my first wave, I was on my belly. I never even got to my feet. <laughs> it was like, where did this thing come from? And I didn't have enough time to stand up. And next thing you know, the wave was done. And I was like, holy shit, I'm going to need a lot of tries at this to finally wow. like, even get it dialed. But once you do, it's pretty easy. Yeah.
0: So that was the trickiest thing, was kind of figuring out how to take off on it because you, you, there was no lines coming in or anything. Yeah. You just... Well, a little lump kind of just pops up. like Yeah, a little up. lump
1: pops up out of nowhere. And next thing you know, it turns into a wave that you're, you know, this big. And it's like a steep, perfect ripple. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that place looks insane. So essentially, you could have like a waterproof phone. Yeah. And then you could just like dial up kind of, if
1: you had the apple, yeah, just dial for up sure. what you wanted. For sure. There's a tower and you just yell at them to tell them to change it. And they, really? Yeah, you go to one side of the pool for the left and then you scream at them when the wind changes or whatever and then you paddle to the other side of the pool and it goes back the other way yeah. going go in a different direction
0: man that's insane
1: so that would be a quick way to test sports too i was thinking, yeah like, well, i was gonna say i was insane. gonna say like that would be
0: so good for for testing boards and testing new stuff because you'd have the same wave well pretty much the same wave every time and yeah. so you'd just be able to tinker around with little different changes and totally. like really dial stuff in yep and what what kind of because it's fresh water
1: Yeah, it's fresh water, but I didn't notice a change in buoyancy. No? Yeah.
0: Because that's what I've always thought, you know, might be the the problem with surfing fresh water is that maybe you'd have to, like, change to, like, epoxy or or bump up the volume or something like that.
1: And to be honest, I think that goes back to me not really even paying that much attention to the (laughs) thickness of my boards, you know, as opposed to someone who's, like, getting leaderage and they're getting a board that's reproduced all the time. They're really tuned into it. And I find that that's something that I'm, like, not totally tuned into. I mean, I'm starting to get it now, but that's one of the most difficult things with hand shaping and doing different stuff like that is to, like a consistent volume and actually pinpointing where you want to make the board thinner and thicker or if you want a little thicker board or whatever. It's just, it's something that's taken me a while to really get a good grasp on because, you know, messing with so many different outlines and having each side be different and shit like that. Sometimes, and sh- just shaping a lot of boards, too, it just gets to the point where you almost know less about it than someone who's a consumer. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just true. feeling stuff all the time. You're like, I don't even know what that is, but that looks like it'll work. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's amazing. Like with machines and stuff now, everyone, like I, I have conversations with people um, about boards, and they just know everything about it. Like they know all these different board models, like the psychedelic um, pickle. Something or other or... <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, oh, that's what yours is called, eh? The pickle.
1: My... No, I, no, no. I mean, I call the nose a pickle for. Oh, the pickle fork.
0: Pickle fork. Yeah, but anyway, like, you know, people were just like, oh, yeah, how many litres has that got? And that's, you know, and, um, going into all these, like, fine specifics and details about surfboards. And I'm just like, oh, I, I have no idea. Like, I just get a board and I'm like, is that 32, 33 litres? It'll float me? Okay, good. I'm good to go.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why the literage has kind of changed the surf industry as a consumer. Because yeah, yeah. Because it is... A single measurement and it can be consistent and it can ensure that you have the right float. the thing that it doesn't tell you about is i think like a planing surface one would be a really good one yeah i feel totally. like even though my boards are less literage like the curve of the bottom of them and the overall surface area there's a lot of like planing surface so they do paddle good i think for even less volume but yeah. that's just
0: no I I, yeah i i think that too like um if, you get, if I had a board that was 33 litres and flowed in me, but it had too much curve or something and pushed water, yeah, then it would kind of defeat the whole purpose of having enough volume. Yeah. yeah.
1: But then you can tell that by eye, I guess. Just look at a board and make sure it doesn't, you know.
0: Yeah, I wish I could, but I probably can't. <laughs> I don't know. I pick up a board and I look at it, I'm like, uh, yep, it looks, it looks fat <laughs> enough. <laughs> it looks fat enough for me. And then that's about <laughs> yeah. it. That's where it ends. But um, how, how long have you been shaping for?
1: uh nine years now nine years mm-hmm. and what was the
0: first board you made
1: uh nine five pintail single fin nose rider because so, i wanted to learn how to nose ride yeah because i was riding short boards all the time and the guy who was shaping my short boards at the time didn't want to make me a long board so i had to do it myself
0: oh really so that's why you got into it that's why i got, you into, got it. into it and, and i still got that, that board? what have you still got that board yep yeah definitely not giving that one up eh? no what is it so it's like really flat
1: yeah Yeah. real flat with a big single fin on it 50 50 rails all the way through so the thing's slow as hell but when you (laughs) walk through the nose it's like parachute so you can just stand there all day long yeah that's kind of the idea of nose riders just make the thing slow as possible so you could get up at the front end and it'll pop up and
0: oh okay keep you up there yeah because that's like a, a nose riding longboard's totally different to a well, I don't know. What's your other kind of like more of a performance, performance longboard? longboard yeah. yeah,
1: where it'd be like a stretched out shortboard, and you kind of do driving turns and yeah. then jump up to the nose. But I mean, the only reason I ride a longboard is so that I can nose ride. If I yeah. want to do turns, I could do it on a shortboard.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's what I kind of don't understand. I a few years ago, I went to the um. Was it like the ISA World Champs or whatever it was? Yeah. And saw guys like trying ears and stuff on their longboards. Yeah. And just trying to turn them like a shortboard, like doing, um, going up vert and all that. And I'm just kind of like, well, like, why wouldn't you just have a sort of (laughs) shortboard? Yeah, totally. Hey, pipe down over there. (laughs) No, you're all good. Rico, come here. Come here. Come on. What do you reckon about the dimensions of this dog? (laughs) Hey, don't stand on his board. (laughs) He's good, eh? He's sturdy. What what kind of dog is it again? It's called a um, uh, it's a cross between a um, a bull terrier and a Shih Tzu. A bull terrier, shih A bull terrier and a Shih Tzu, and it's called a bullshit. A bullshit. Okay, that's good. I don't think that's the actual um, scientific name for that dog. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, shit. And uh, and so I mean, this is your last day in Raglan, and have you had a good
1: time? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Any surf trip you go on when there's waves every day, you have a good time. But this has been amazing.
0: Yeah, been pretty lucky, eh?
1: Yeah, we've been real lucky and great weather too, so that's been nice.
0: Yeah, I know. I can't remember the last time was this good actually. I'm so sore, like my arms are fucked.
1: Yeah, that was good. My Lots back's of paddling. fucked.
0: So much paddling, eh? <laughs> so much paddling. I just realised how bad my arms are for for paddling. I guess.
1: You need to work out more. That's why you should I work know. out in the garage. Later yeah, I know. I would have what given that... you a training regimen. I'm not keeping <laughs> any secrets. Fuck, <laughs> I
0: know. Just hitting that bag, eh? <laughs> well, I tried a couple of times and then, you know, I just almost put my shoulder out. So I was like, maybe this fighting life isn't for me. Yeah. i just leave it up to you, weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what are you up to now? What's next?
1: Uh, now I'll go home to pretty big stack of orders and try yep. to make a bunch of nice surfboards. And then... Go on another trip somewhere i don't know just keep it going i've been traveling for the last six weeks i was in indo for a couple weeks and then i was over in australia for three weeks and here for a week and now so you yeah, pretty, pretty keen to get home then yeah definitely I need to catch up on stuff i try to do 20 boards a month for sale Yeah. when i leave for a month that means trying to roll it over to the next month so probably, oh I'm yeah probably shaped like 40 boards 60 boards in the next month when i go home
0: Shit! so you fully stitch yourself up yeah oh well oh that's a good stitch up at least yeah, yeah. totally
1: i'm my own boss and i just get to turn on music and make stuff that i love to make which is
0: yeah that's sick. yeah and so do you no do complaints. like a lot a lot of customs yeah i do a handful
1: yeah. of customs i feel like my business is like one third custom orders one third shop orders and one third japan Japan? Yeah, they buy tons of my boards. They love like California-made, oh, yeah. high, like, high-quality, fine art sort of boards. They'll Sick. order the most elaborate tints and stuff like that, and they love it. Yeah. So I, what, what kind of
0: boards do you shape for them? Like
1: Usually fishes and stuff mm. for like really mushy waves, and they love the alternative sort of stuff. So mm. I shape them like long boards and, you know, like really wide, like just huge, I don't know. Whatever they <laughs> just they get things. Yeah, just things. They like the wild shit too. So definitely do some experimental stuff for them as well. Yeah,
0: because that's that's quite a big market, eh? Japan.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I think it keeps a lot of like the hand shaped sort of craftsmanship end of the surfboard business afloat, really. Yeah. Because they'll they'll pay top dollar for a really well made board, and so the guys who can do it sell a lot of boards over there.
0: Sick. And what so you've just got like some shops over there that Yeah, I have a distributor who sells to a few
1: different shops. That lay a stack of orders on me. Yeah. And do you go over there often? Um I went over there for my first time this last September. And it was pretty amazing. It was crazy to see like in that place where you sell all these boards but then not really seeing a lot of them I don't know it's a weird place but I love Japan I wish I got got more time over there yeah
0: did you see the um, the vending machines with the used undies
1: no I didn't see have you heard about those no you haven't heard about those Um, the vending machines you know how there's
0: a vending machine for basically everything in Japan yep there's vending machines with used undies ew Yeah. for sale yeah for sale like someone
1: will buy someone's used undies yeah
0: people buy people's used undies because it's like some of the you know how like japan is like fucking there's some like buzzy shit in japan yeah like um apparently uh like the um businessmen and shit they love used undies <laughs> not dudes use undies like girls used undies so there's <laughs> like vending machines with used undies
1: i was thinking it was dudes use undies i imagine like Tati Whitey's fucked <laughs> <Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> No, well, I don't know. I'm sure there's a market for that somewhere, and there yeah. probably is. There's probably one vending machine somewhere <laughs> in yeah. the dirtiest, grimiest part of Tokyo <laughs> with guys' undies in it. But no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's chicks' undies. <laughs> Scotty, do you know?
1: What?
0: If it's like chicks' undies or dudes' undies in those vending machines in Japan?
1: Oh, uh, guys.
0: Guys. Okay, so that's guys. <laughs> that's going from from his his <laughs> past experience. But yeah, Japan's sick, eh? I want to go back there. Because they yeah, got delicious is. food, delicious beer. Yeah,
1: the food is so good.
0: Yeah, and it just feels so healthy, but so delicious at the same time. Yep. Way healthier than New Zealand food. Because we basically just live off pies. Yeah, that's yeah. good though. Yeah, that's alright. Fucking... Oh, okay, sorry. Um, biggest question um, that I'm going to ask you. Uh, what beer have you been drinking here?
1: We've been drinking... Heineken and oh! Red Lion.
0: Red Lion? Yeah. Oh, Lion Red. Line Red. Yeah. Some of the other guys are a bit off you when you bought all that Lion Red, eh? Really? Yeah. But it's not bad. Like, it's not a bad beer.
1: No, I like it. Yeah. But, um, that... It's good. And they tell you to drink local, right? Real. Drink what?
0: Lo- yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Drink local. But, you know, have you ever seen Once for Warriors? Uh, no, that I
1: haven't. That movie? uh uh-uh.
0: Have you heard about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the drink on that movie.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so cool. you were
0: being like fucking thug as shit without even realizing it. Wow, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so that coupled with like, you know, your obviously very intimidating <laughs> boxing skills, you know. <laughs> you've just been the gnarliest dude in Raglan without knowing it. Nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, I'll let you get your flight because uh, we've got to take you to the airport. All and right. And you got to leave. But thanks for coming to Raglan. It's been great surfing with you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Cheers, buddy.